What is up, guys? It is Cody One, and this is a Faith Growth Podcast. And today's topic is going to be on this whole Aaron Rodgers debacle. So a lot of people have been talking about Aaron Rodgers lately and his bold expression of not being a Christian anymore. And there seems to be quite a bit of controversy on both sides of this. Um, I've been hearing passionate non-believers speak on things as well as passionately hearing um, believers say things about the whole situation. <clears throat> so with that being said, I want to kind of go into a little bit of, of what he'd actually said and, and what our stance should be on what he'd said. So first off, uh, if you don't know who Aaron Rodgers is, he is an NFL quarterback. He's a very, very popular one at that. I mean, I guess if you're in the NFL, you're probably pretty big, but he's Green Bay's quarterback to be specific. And, um, Dude has been very well known, but I don't know if he's ever been known for mentioning his faith or lack thereof ever. Um, but in an interview, he had just said that that he is not interested in the faith anymore. And right here it says, the Green Bay Packers quarterback admitted that he was strugg- he struggled to believe in a higher power um, on Patrick's pretty insane podcast last month. Now a source told people Roger's family is offended by his religious comments. They were dismayed, a source told the magazine. To them, his comments are basically a slap in the face to the fundamentals of who we are. Rogers has never publicly spoken about this family rift, but the magazine said that the topic of religion was contributed uh, to their estrangement. His comments were very hurtful to the family, and they and these times where things start to thaw out but then something like this happens and then it's back to square one. It's just sad. The insider added, it's basically him turning his back on everything that we had ever taught him. So families, of course, very distraught about their child um, rejecting the faith, which makes perfect sense. And this is not the first time something like this has happened in the past even uh, year. You know, we we had the debacle uh, a few years back of Gunger and them turning to atheism. Not sure if you guys heard that. It was all over BuzzFeed, uh, which is the worst absolute news media source that you can get any sort of truth from. But anyways, BuzzFeed had um, interviewed Gunger, who used to be a Christian band. You might know them for their song, um, Beautiful Things. That was their really popular song. But they were a Christian band who led worship at a mega church for years and years. And they had came out later on and had made the statement that that they were actually atheists now. So gone from worship leader to atheist and really devastated the Christian world because uh, a lot of people looked up to them. And the reason for turning to atheism was because of them having a miscarriage. And they were told that if they prayed hard enough that their baby wouldn't die. And that if their baby did die, it's because of a lack of faith or a sin in the family's life that caused the baby to die. Just heartbreaking that anybody would ever say this to somebody going through such a traumatic time because it's not biblically correct and it's extremely incompassionate <clears throat> and very self-righteous for the people saying it, may I add. So because of all that, they had ended up rejecting the faith. We had another um, couple, or at least um, the gentleman this past year in 2019, and he was the dude who was known popularly for the concept of courting and writing a book on courting, and he had rejected the faith as well. As well as, I believe, maybe somebody from Hillsong was the other popular one that happened around the same time. So so how should us as Christians respond to this? What should we think of all this? <clears throat> how should we respond to critics on the opposite side that are atheists and agnostics saying things? Well, I want to start with what 
the non-believers have to say. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, ha, where is your God now? This is proven Christianity to not be true. How can you believe in a God when somebody as big as Gunger or this guy who wrote a book on courting when he says that Christianity is not real? Like, shouldn't that really put the nail in the coffin for you? And the answer is no, that doesn't make any sense. Truth is not dictated by somebody's amount or lack thereof of fame or their social status or gender or ethnicity any of these things. It has absolutely nothing to do with the basis of truth. Absolutely nothing to do with the basis of truth. So if you're going to try to find truth from one of those things, you're really swinging in in the wind because there's plenty of popular people with plenty of completely contradictory beliefs. So which are we supposed to listen to? Well, I see this um, played out very clearly in John 18. Verse 33, uh, this is where Jesus is before Pilate, before his crucifixion. And it says, Therefore Pilate entered again to um, the praetorium and summoned Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him and saying, Are you asking this on your own initiative or did others tell you about me? Pilate answered, I am not a Jew, am I? You, your own nation and the chief priest delivered you to me. What have you done? And Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Therefore, Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you have answered correctly that I am a king. For this I say, uh, for this I have been born. And for this I have come into the world to testify to the truth. And everyone hears, um, truth hears my voice. This is the line I want you to pay attention to. Pilate responds, what is truth? And when he'd said this, he went out and turned to the Jews and said to them, and then he goes on. Pilate asks the question, what is truth? And intentionally doesn't stay around long enough to hear the answer to the question. Pilate didn't want truth. Pilate didn't want to know the answer to what is truth. Meant enough for him to, to, to be curious and ponder the question, but not badly enough to actually get the answer to the question that he was actually asking in the first place. And unfortunately, I believe that um, many people in the world today, I don't believe, I'm certain, fall into this exact same category. These are people who want to know the truth, but are too scared to actually get in a conversation about what truth is in fear of what that might cost them. And I believe that that Aaron Rodgers probably falls into this same conversation. We'll find out if he wants to talk to a bunch of other Christians about these beliefs uh, or lack thereof that he has. And my guess is he's going to have zero interest in doing so. Only time will tell. But another passage I want to turn to about this to show more on what truth is, is in John 14, verse 1. It says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many mansions. And... If it were not so, I would not have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am that you may be also. And you know where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How could we we know where you're going? And Jesus says to them, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus makes the statement that he is, is truth. 
Jesus is the indwelling. He is the embodiment of what truth is. So when we think of truth, we have to find out what scripture says about truth. We have to figure out who God is, what Jesus says. These are where we find truth. And this is the standard of truth that we live by for us as believers. So with that being said, back to Aaron Rodgers, when the non-believer says that, that, that Jesus is fake or God isn't real because a popular person said so, they're going off of somebody's opinion based upon somebody who was you know, who had grown up in the church and odds are good chance. He probably wasn't ever saved in the first place. I don't know that for sure, but there's a good chance he was never saved in the first place and just claimed to be a Christian as a kid. And now he's coming out as an atheist that holds no bearing to what truth is. We have to use reasoning, logic, and evidence to make claims like this. This is what many of you know me from, from TikTok. You know me from making videos talking about evidence, right? I use evidence and facts and reasoning to convince people who are non-believers as to why they should give their lives to Jesus. And do not worry on that note. We will be making some podcasts here soon about some of those apologetic topics that I mentioned, why I bring them up in the way that I do, why I have different series, so on and so forth. There's a lot of intentionality behind that stuff that I'll share with you all in some later podcasts. But for now, just in regards to truth, what does it have to say for the believer, right? So how should a believer respond to this whole thing? Well, I guarantee you the first thing that you shouldn't do is start bashing him publicly. The first thing that you should not do is bash him publicly. Right? I mean, I, I, this should be very, very common sense, I know. But but I've, I've seen so many people be so hypercritical and attack him and beat him up for his his decision to not follow Christ and stuff like that. And, and the goodness of God leads a man to repentance, it tells us in Romans. And he's never going to come to Christ if he just gets beat up all the time by Christians, by the people who are supposed to be loving him the most when it says in Romans 2 uh, verse 4 here, it says, or do you think lightly of the riches of the kindness and the tolerance and patience and not knowing that the kindness of God leads a man to repentance? Like, like he needs to see grace. He needs to see a reason to come to Jesus, right? He needs to see why God is so good. He needs to see why God is worth coming to because evidently he didn't have that growing up. So whether that was him not being around people who cared about him or whether that was a problem with him not having enough evidence to believe in God or secularism in college, I don't know what it was. But John 13, 35 makes it very clear. It says, by this, you will know my, that you are my, by, by this men will know that you're my disciples, excuse me, by your love that for one another. They'll know you're my disciples by your love for one another. So the way that we love one another is what's going to entice the non-believing world to end up giving their lives to Christ. Then to go on further, you know, I've quoted this before you all have heard, but you know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of Christ. Uh, Romans ten fourteen. how then will they know who, uh, on them, him whom they have not believed and how will they believe in him whom they have not heard and how will they hear without a preacher and how will they preach unless they are sent just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. So, so Aaron Rodgers needs truth. He needs truth and love, right? Truth and love is what's going to change his heart. 
needs us to show that we care about him and love him and are praying for him. So before you're ever critical, before you ever say anything to attack or jab somebody like Aaron Rodgers or Gunger or anyone, the very first response to hearing news like this should be you praying for them. It should be you being on your knees for them, right? And we're going to cover Kanye in a different podcast, but same with him is, is when you hear someone like him gives his life to Christ, your first initial uh, response should be on your knees, regardless of whether it's good or bad news. It should be on your knees to fortify what was already there good or to um, pray against whatever was there bad. But as a Christian, Aaron Rodgers needs to see that we're different. He needs to see that we're set apart, holy, consecrated. That was his whole idea of sanctified and, and consecrated in the Old Testament with the 613 laws and 10 commandments that they were to live by is so that they would look like a set apart nation so that when anybody saw them, they would say, you must be from the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You couldn't be from anybody else because of the way that you radically live. And us as Christians should be the same way in, in our radical obedience, our radical holiness, purity, our love for one another. People like Aaron Rodgers should see the love of Christ flowing from the church, not the criticism. The criticism's not helping anything, guys. We've been critical far too long. You know, it's unfortunate that the the world knows everything that we're against, but nothing that we stand for in regards to truth, love, honesty, respect, any of those things. Oftentimes the world has no idea what we stand for because we don't share those things. We just share what we disagree with them on. If our only topics that we ever mention to them are gay marriage and abortion, and I'm not saying they're not important topics because they are, but if that's all that they hear us talk about, then we've lost the, we've lost the war. We might have won the battle, but we lost the war. You can convince as many people that homosexuality is a sin and they can still die and go to hell. The purpose isn't to go from gay to straight. The purpose is to go from sinner to saint trying to get people born again. We want to see people in the kingdom of God with us one day. And you arguing little semantic issues uh, or, or, or things that aren't going to change their salvation is you fighting the wrong battles. Again, I'm not saying you can't use those as a way to preach the gospel to people, but those in and of themselves should not be the end goal that you guys have. So pray for Aaron Rodgers. Pray for these people who you've heard have fallen. And pray for the people like Justin Bieber and Kanye West who have claimed to follow Christ. And instead of you being hypercritical on everything that they aren't, love them for everything that they are, that God's called them to be, that God said that they are if they're born again. You know, I'm not here to speak on Aaron Rodgers or anybody else's salvation. I'm not God. I don't know for any of those things. But Aaron Rodgers is saying he's not a believer, so I'm going to take him at his word on that. And I am going to pray for his salvation. I'm going to speak truth and love. Anything that I speak about him will be um, honest and biblical, but it will also be loving and gracious. So if Aaron Rodgers, you ever get to hear this, I want to let you know that there is a God out there that loves you. And um, we know that that God exists and it's unquestionable because buildings don't build themselves, but the building itself is evidence of a builder. Even if you never met the builder ever in your life, the building itself is evidence of a builder because buildings don't just build themselves. And in the same way, paintings are an evidence of a painter. You don't have to know, see, or uh, ever see a painting get painted to know that there's a painter that painted it. And in the same way, creation couldn't exist without a creator. Creation was perfectly knit together by a all-loving, all-powerful, and all-wrathful God who wants to have a personal relationship with each of us. And he has fixed a day where he's going to judge the world in righteousness. <clears throat> so, Although we've all broken God's moral law, um, we've all lied, stolen, blasphemed, looked upon with people with lust, that God is rich in mercy and sent a savior so that if we'd repent and put our faith in him, that we'd be saved 
from the hell that we deserved. And that is offered to all men everywhere. So um, for all of you, even if you're listening to this as a skeptic or non-believer or just interested in sports, then I, I, I ask you to get right with the Lord and, and, and consider the things that you've heard here today and genuinely take serious more than anything your salvation. 100, 140 or so thousand people die every single day. Seven people die every second. And um, you don't know when the last day is going to be for you. So I just ask that you all consider and, and get right with the Lord on, on these topics. And, and don't put it off till tomorrow because you don't know if we have tomorrow. So that's all I have for today's podcast. And I look forward to hearing from all of you. Um, so if you don't mind, uh, give, give, give a rating to, to the podcast. It, it helps us out tremendously and it pushes, it pushes the podcast out to more people when you guys like it and subscribe. So if you could do that, it'd mean the world to me and we will have another podcast coming at you here soon. Love you guys. See ya.